Hello, welcome to the Town Hall Academy. Carm here. There's much to glean from the three different role plays that we have today for you to sharpen your skills at the counter. The team did a great job bringing you these three different scenarios that you most likely face every day. So I just kind of really want an idea of what it's going to be worst case because I don't even know if I'm going to keep this car. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hey friends, Carm Capriato here, the Aftermarket Podcast Guy, and welcome to our weekly roundtable with aftermarket professionals and this special service advisor role play. This is our third role play, and you can find the other two linked on the episode's show notes page. Hey, I want to thank Jasper Engines and Transmissions for making the Town Hall Academy free for you. You know, when faced with a decision on a major repair, your customer may say that a new vehicle may look and smell nice. But you may need to help them understand that they come with seemingly endless monthly payments, higher license fees, and higher insurance premiums, no doubt. You know there's a better solution. Remanufactured components from Jasper means a new lease on life for your customer's trusted old friend. JasperEngines.com for more information. Hey, do you know someone who's struggling to grow a great automotive service business? Well, please put them in touch with this podcast. You know, we're a strong foundation for personal training and shared wisdom that helps all ships rise. I personally know that when you share this treasure of insights, ideas, and best practices, your friend can gain the confidence to make some bold decisions in improving their business. As always, thanks for sharing and listening on your favorite free podcast listening app. You know, we're serving up three nice role plays here with my guests, Rena Ranabom, CEO of Empowered Advisor, Dave Nelson from Mantero's Automotive in Greenwood Village, Colorado. And also with us is RJ Milnes from DK Automotive Repair in Antioch, California. Here are the three different situational role plays that we're going to talk about. Brakes, the client knows what's wrong and the car's been inspected somewhere else. The second one is oil change. I'm just looking for a price. And then the third one is the check engine light. How much to replace the catalytic converter? Hmm. We've got an open discussion after each role play to help further the learning. Look for a new Town Hall Academy every Friday live at 12 noon Eastern. So let's just jump right in it, everyone. Our first topic is going to be brakes. Brakes. Boy, do we do enough breaks, right? At, what, maybe two or three a day, possibly? Well, uh, the client knows what is wrong, and the car has been inspected somewhere else. I'm sure that happens each and every day inside of our industry. Rena, you're going to be the service advisor. Mm-hmm. Dave, you are the customer, and RJ, you're the coach or observer, and you'll give us your perspective and see how well these two did at the end. Ring, ring. Hi, thank you for calling Rena's Automotive. How may I help you? Yeah, good morning. I was hoping I could get a price on some brakes. Yeah, absolutely. Let me see what I can do to help you. Can I ask what your name is? Yeah, my name is Dave. Hi, Dave. Um, When's the last time you had your car into our shop? I've actually never been to you guys before. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate the phone call and the opportunity. Um, what, What can I help you with today? Well, um, I have my car at another shop and they said I need some brakes and it just seems like it's really expensive. Um, and I don't know if they're just, you know, trying to pull one over on me. So I'm just trying to call around and, and get some quotes and see if it's, see if it, you know, if it's fair. 
Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, I'm glad to do what I can for you today. So tell me a little bit about um, what kind of car do you have? It's a Toyota Camry. Okay. And um, what sort of symptoms were you experiencing? Well, it was fine. I mean, they were working fine. I didn't have any problems with them. And then this morning they were making some noise. And so I was driving by this place and I thought, well, I'll just pop in there real quick. Um, and they just called me and they said, I need everything that, you know, the, uh, the whole brake system is shot and I need everything replaced. And it, it was fine this morning. So it's just very surprising. Yeah, I can understand that. Can I ask, um, do you have a relationship with the shop that you have the car at right now? No, I've never been there before either. Um, so yeah, I, I just stopped in their name. Just it's, I saw brakes on the sign, so I just popped in. Okay, all right, yeah, that makes sense. So let me ask you right now: um, Are you just uncomfortable with the outcome, or is it the price? Is it both? Tell me what you're looking for um, with you know with this call today. Yeah, really, just the price because, like I say, uh, it just seemed like a lot. It was just kind of shocking that they told me the whole brake system needs replaced. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I said, it was fine yesterday. So it just seems like a lot of money that yeah. they, wanted, they want me to spend. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's what I think we should start with is um, I, I do have a brake certified technician here at our shop. Um, and we are extremely comfortable and confident working on Toyotas. We work on them all the time. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to have you bring it in um, for a no charge inspection um, we are, yeah, I even have something that, you know, I could take a look at it today. So if you're able, um, why don't we start with that? Well, is there any way you can just get me a, a price? Cause they, they're telling me it's not even safe to drive now. And so I'd have to tow it, which I don't want to be spending extra money. So, I mean, if you can just tell me kind of worst case scenario, mm -hmm. at least I know, you know, if it's, if it's worth towing over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, here's here's my thought is I would really like to get an opportunity. I'm, I'm, my concern here is that you haven't had any symptoms, nothing's been going on, and now all of a sudden it isn't safe to drive. So I really do feel it's in your best interest to get a second opinion. Um, so I really would recommend bringing it in for that inspection, at least to get started. And it's going to be at no charge to you. Um, and like I said, I do have something available today. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think... A second opinion is probably a good idea. Is it, do you have any ballpark? If I needed everything replaced, what it might cost me? Well, can I ask what everything is? Do you have a list of what is being recommended? I don't. I could probably get one from them, but they just called and they said, "Oh, you need everything front and rear. It's all shot, you know." And it's just it's really expensive. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I can see if they could if they can get me, you know, a breakdown or something. Right. So if you are able to provide me with an itemized list, then I can at least create an estimate based off of what they have seen. Now, I won't be able to guarantee that price and I still would recommend a second opinion, but I can at least let you know if the price is going to be fair. And I'll tell you here at our shop, we're going to use original equipment or better parts. We're also going to offer you a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty in addition to having um, that certified brake technician working on your vehicle. Okay, yeah, let me see if I can get a quote from them and then I'll uh, I'll shoot it over to you. Because yeah, I like that sounds, everything you've said is a lot better than, than anything they've told me. So yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Okay, all right, sounds good. Well, then you can just go ahead and email that over to me. Um, or if you want, you can just stop it by, um, whatever's easiest for you. Okay, sounds good. All right. All right, thanks. Uh, I could tell one thing for sure. 
Dave's been beaten up before. <laughs> <laughs> you were letting it all hang out, Dave. <laughs> very good. Good for you. RJ, your, your opinion here. Well, it's very hard to critique Rena because she's very good at what she does. Um, but uh, one thing that I, I did write down um, is a contact number. You know, do you, you need to ask for the contact number to follow up um, with that potential client that may be coming into your, to your I'm store? I'm never calling you back. Um, so that was the main takeaway Um, I think she asked all the right questions she provided the features and benefits uh, which was which was great Um, uh, that's sometimes something that's that's missed on on a price shopper call you know service advisors don't provide a reason for them to come into the facility so um, overall it was a good call I like to see a contact number you know uh, when I don't get an email from him, now what? Now I have no way to follow up with you. And I just took, I don't know, five minutes of our time and I want you to come in. So you're right. That is probably the most critical thing. I know your name. I guess I could search like Dave's. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a common name at all. <laughs> I have a question, Rena. Uh, you know, I thought you were very good uh, in in calming him down and bringing him back to a focus. But he kept saying, you know, maybe I could go get it. But what if you said, look at at three at three o'clock today, I have a slot. Why don't you just let me hold it for you while you do your research? And I want mm-hmm. you to feel very comfortable. I need your number. You know, Dave, what's your last name? And listen, let's put a slot in here for you because if it is as critical as you say we got to get we got to look at this right it needs to be fixed right away yeah. another another topic i know all of us have talked about in the past too is is towing you know do we mm-hmm. do, you, do you throw in the phone call well do you have triple a you know maybe this guy doesn't even realize he has triple a and he has it or he has towing on his insurance um and the other side, and I know this is always a topic of debate, do you pay for a tow? You know, somebody like that who who obviously sounds like they're willing to spend some money, do you put it out there and bring them into the shop? Uh, another question that I have, and that's a great point, uh, a very good point. Uh, but if he said all of a sudden it went bad, all of a sudden I don't feel it's safe. What if we repeated the fact, okay, you say that it's not safe. Uh, tell me, explain to me yesterday, were, were, the day before, were there any sounds or did you feel anything in the car as you were braking that would have led to the fact that it's unsafe to drive in? Mm-hmm. Could that be something smart to say? Yeah, absolutely. Because you're really looking for symptoms at this time, right? I mean, because you may be paying for a tow and he may be afraid to drive this thing because he's been scared that he needs everything. Yeah, absolutely. The other point that we really wanted to make with this is that we are seeing that when we don't give prices, a lot of people are just hanging up. And they, you know, because there are so many shops that are willing to give a price that we are, this is against everything that I have always been taught. But I have found that our lead to conversion rate at the shops that are like absolutely not giving a price um, they they were they were decreasing the the lead to conversion rate was decreasing and so we've learned ways to give prices to people that we can guarantee that price and so one of the things that we can do is when Dave gets me that email hopefully because I have no way of contacting you um, I will be able to say as long as this is what your vehicle needs 
I don't really, I'm not looking at the estimate to see if I'm going to, you know, beat it. Really, they can cross out the prices as far as I'm concerned. But if you want an estimate from me and I don't know what's wrong with your car, then I'm not going to be able to provide you something that even makes sense. So if I'm able to provide you with at least an idea to know if that shop is fair or not, I can't tell you if their diagnosis is correct, but I can tell you if their pricing is fair. So we have that option as well. Now, if we, we also have the option of giving them an online estimator, right? So RepairPal or OpenBay or whoever, there's plenty of online estimators that people can use. But we decide, we've found that our lead to conversion rate has been increasing when we are giving prices for at least when it makes sense. So if the customer's like, yeah, I don't know if that's what my car needs, but I want to know how much it is. That's kind of a tough one. Um, but when he has his car at a shop, we can at least compare and give him an idea if it's a fair price. Would it be fair to say to this caller, everything is not a term that we really understand in the industry? I mean, they have you know, a relative feel for what everything is, and it could be hoses and calipers and, and hardware and rotors and brakes, and it could be less than that depending on what the vehicle needs. And if it's everything, you know, we see... Uh, 10% of the vehicles that come into our shop that need everything. I mean, would that have been a way to help take him off of his everything mode? I think it'd be a good point to be brought up, you know, just in the sense of uh, presenting to the customer, well, you know, everything. I can't imagine that all of a sudden you need a master cylinder and brake hoses and you need calipers and you need pads and rotors all the way around. That's pretty unheard of if it was driving fine yesterday. So, yeah, let's, you know, let's see what they're estimating for one. Yeah. You just knocked it out of the ballpark for me, Dave. I mean, this whole thing about all the way around could have been the everything mode, which is why mm-hmm. he is so afraid of the price. Could have been a thousand dollar bill. And that included four wheels. Right. Rena, let me ask you this question. And everyone here, should we dive in a little bit? I mean, obviously, he didn't know what everything meant. So I guess if we, do- we, we dove in, we would have put him, you know, maybe on the defensive. And that's not what you wanted to do. Well, I think something that I've used as a talking point in the past for people too is that there's places out there that are hanging more calipers in a day than I hang in a year. So, you know, is it worth a second opinion if that's really what the case is? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just their 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 practice and that's how they operate and you know, we we do things a lot differently. Yeah, there's a big brake chain out there that uh, that is a requirement on every single brake job uh, that calipers mm-hmm. are replaced uh, when, in fact, they don't need to be replaced every single brake job. So, so they, that is that's how the seventy nine dollar ninety five cent brake job gets to be you know six or seven hundred. But you think they're doing it to cover their butt on that lifetime warranty thing that they're probably offering? Absolutely, yeah. sure. And the money that they're making on the front end can cover a couple of sets of pads down the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More than. Yeah. Okay. Another point is that, you know, each of us advisors, we all have something different. So I'm not a technical person. I don't, I, I don't really know what, I mean, I guess I know the basics of what comes with breaks, but my skill is going to be more of relationship building where Dave and RJ, they have more the technical ability. And this is also something that we've talked about is that they need to utilize or they can utilize their skills sometimes becoming technical can actually backfire because you complicate. And so I choose to always relationship build because that's that's what I'm good at. 
Um, but they, they absolutely can become a little bit technical. I wouldn't become too technical because it can be complicating. Um, but especially if you have a customer that says, I need everything. He doesn't know what everything is or else he would have said, I need pads, rotors, calipers, hoses. I need all of these things. So I took the, I went with the idea that he is not, he doesn't know what he needs and he's feeling, um, like this shop is probably talking to him in a way that complicated it. And, um, you know, he doesn't understand what the person is saying that he needs. Great point. Uh, let me ask you, Dave, what's your background? Were you a tech? I was. Yeah, I was actually in the power sport industry for a really long time. And then I, I came back to automotive. And, okay. and so I've been uh, 20 years now, actually, this year I've been in the industry. So, Do you find yourself complicating it with the customer because of your technical background? Um, no, because I've learned to complicate it just enough to build doubt. And I think that that's sometimes the important part, All but, right. uh, you have to be real layman, you know, obviously. Now ask RJ that same question. Yeah. RJ, how about you? Uh, I tend to, uh, agree with Dave. Um, there are some instances where I get put in a position where I, I pull out too much technical information. Um, so it does, does make it, uh, turn a little bit awkward, I guess I could say. And you're a former tech? I am, yes. Very good. Like what you do? Uh, absolutely. Cool. Sometimes we're both current techs. Uh, yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> you jump in. You know, it's like the restaurant manager who gets behind uh, the, st you know, the grill. You've got to do what you got to do, right? Hey, it was great. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Hey, I'm with Brian Weeks from ATC Auto Center. Brian, why Jasper engines and transmissions? So I think Jasper, the reason why we uh, chose to deal primarily with Jasper is uh, the quality of the product and the people. I know that it is a uh, associate-owned company, but it's more about the people. They do what they do uh, in this industry that is tough, and they stay on top of the cutting-edge engineering, changing and maybe developing ways around uh, known problems and issues. So they're adding value. They're making things better. No, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, they're taking a situation that you may have a common failure with and going in, taking it apart, going through the engineering, the R&D department and saying, okay, how can we make this better? And then from that standpoint, it comes to us that at the end of the day, the end user gets much more value for the dollar that they spend. Hey, Brian, thanks for your time. Carm, thank you. Hey, let's do role play number two. Are you ready? Okay, Ready. oil change. An oil change, I'm just looking for a price. Rena, you're the coach and observer. Dave, you're the service advisor. And RJ, you're the customer. Ring, ring. Thank you for calling Antero Automotive. My name is Dave. How may I help you? Yeah, I'm looking to get a price on an oil change service. Okay, we can definitely help you out with that. May I ask who I'm speaking with? This is RJ. Okay, great, RJ. Have you been in to see me before? No, I have not. Okay, well, thanks for reaching out. How'd you hear about me? Uh, just checking around on Google. You guys have pretty good reviews, so thought I'd give you give you a ring. Awesome, thank you so much. Yeah, we strive hard to to keep those good. Um, what kind of car do you have, RJ? I got a 2015 BMW X6. Okay, well, let me tell you on that vehicle uh, with our oil service that it does include a comprehensive digital inspection uh, by a BMW certified uh, technician. We uh, do use factory uh, specified oil and filters. 
And we'll send you that inspection via email or a, a text that you can see any pictures or anything that uh, the technician wants to share with you during that inspection. And also what we'll do on a BMW, since it is a BMW, we'll go into the computer. Uh, they have what's called a condition-based service. We'll let you know anything that's uh, I'm just upcoming. looking for a price on an oil change. Isn't that a pretty standard service? Uh, not Unfortunately, not on that vehicle because you know it is, it is a very technological involved vehicle. So we want to make sure that we give you a, a real good inspection on it. Let me ask you something, RJ. Have you had this vehicle for a long time? Uh, no, just recently purchased about six or eight months ago. Okay. So is this the first service you're having to do on it? Yeah. Okay. So that's exactly why we, why we want to do all those things and go through that inspection and make sure that we're checking all those condition-based services for you. So on that vehicle, I will tell you that oil change is about $99.99. And that does include everything I just went over. And also what wow. we'll do is we'll take the tires off for you as well and inspect the brakes. That sounds high. Normally oil changes, I'm used to paying $35, $40. Bucks. Um, I usually go to like a Diffy Lube, something like that. And you know I'm in and out and it's, it's pretty cheap. What makes gotcha. you guys different? Well, like I say, we do employ BMW master technicians. Uh, so we do have a specialist for that vehicle, whereas a lot of the drive-through oil changes, change places aren't going to necessarily offer that for you. And the inspection. You know, we want to make sure we keep that car on the road for a long time for you since it is, I'm sure, an expensive vehicle. I can't imagine you got it, you know, for the same price as a Honda Civic. So let's make sure we keep it in good shape. Uh, sure, sure. Absolutely. Well, that, that does sound good. Um, I'm a pretty busy guy. I need to get this thing done as soon as possible. When can when can I bring it in? Well, I'll tell you what. If you want to do a waiting appointment, we can definitely do that. I have openings uh, tomorrow and also the next day. I can get you in at 8, 9, or 10 a.m. All those slots are open each day. Uh, sounds great. 8 a.m. works best for me. Early is always better. Perfect. I'll just get some information from you, and we'll get you on the schedule. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Wow. You guys are experts out there, huh? Good, good, good. Uh, Rena. You know, when when we came up with the idea of an oil change as a role play, we said, you know, this is one of those things where we get calls all day long for prices on oil changes. Um, and I don't hear the value being built. And so that's really what we wanted to show in this role play is that there is so much value that goes into an oil service. It isn't just an oil service. It isn't a, what does Jose call it? The spill and fill? Yeah, <laughs> it's it is it's more. It's you know there's so much more to it, and you know the the, the our digital inspection. There's so much that goes into that. Um, anyways, I think that Dave did an awesome job. Um, I don't have anything other than I don't like the word unfortunately. So you know I don't. So unfortunately, there is a lot that goes into it. You know, I think that I would just say, you know, there there is a lot that I try to just remove any word that has a negative connotation. Um, but other than that, I think it was perfect. Fortunately for you, we do a digital vehicle inspection. Fortunately, yeah, there is a lot that goes into it and we know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the uh, the connection to the uh, BMW certified tech that that had to give you, RJ, a really warm feeling that I'm not going to the dealer. I'm not going to a quick lube place, but here's a place that uh, really, you know, I could call home for my auto repair. Uh, yes, absolutely. Anytime that you have a, a manufacturer specific technician working on that particular vehicle um, really sells it to the to the customer, along mm -hmm. with the inspections. You know, the uh, Jiffy Lubes don't look it over quite like a master tech does. So um, do you want a, a, a untrained 
technician doing an oil change on your, you know, very expensive vehicle? Or do you want a master technician doing it? Let me ask you a question, Dave. If you did not have a BMW certified master tech on staff, would you be talking about ASE? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that we tout real big here. I'm fortunate to have some guys who are factory trained, who came from dealers. Um, but everybody I employ is a master tech. Every one of them has advanced level certifications. And so that's something we, we really push. You know, when we have any sort of objection or, or, or any questions from people, why they should come see us versus a dealer. Because um, you get so many of those questions, you know, well, are you guys even qualified to work on my vehicle? And, and I think in, a, in the aftermarket and independent side, we're almost more qualified to work on it than, than a lot of the, the dealer staff. So we, we push that big time. Now that you've heard yourself and you had a role play, Dave, would you have done anything different? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's easy to to be nervous in the moment when we role play, and so yeah, I of think course, it, yeah, like this. Uh, if you, what would it be? Have you thought? You know, I should have done this. Well, like Rena said, the second I said unfortunate, I I okay. kicked myself. So, okay. I mean, uh, yeah. But you gave you gave some great appointment times available. Uh, I think you convinced RJ that uh, that you know uh, he he has a high tech expensive vehicle. And uh, ninety nine dollars. Uh, I think that almost became a non issue. I think the pr- the price became a non issue as you went through. Well, and and the other side of that too. I think he had an initial objection to the price. You give him, you know, the 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 value that's built into that price, and by doing that, you've pre qualified your customer. Because if he says, "Well, I don't care about any of that stuff," then you know. What's, it, what's the oil change going to be worth? Well, I would have said you should care about that stuff, Mr. Customer. <laughs> I know that yes. maybe yeah. would yeah. be negative, but the fact that we can get a baseline on your vehicle since you just bought it and used and you really, you know, you want to keep it for a long time. You spent a lot of money on it. Man, this inspection will, will pay you dividends, you know, as, as time goes on. Absolutely. The inspection will pay you dividends. Hey, remember that, everyone. The inspection will pay you dividends. The other thing to remember is the quality of oil and filter that we use is going to be different than those $39 oil changes. They aren't able to offer, um, you know, an original equipment oil filter, and they're not going to be able to offer the same quality of oil. So that's also another thing that really sets us apart. That's also why we're $99 is the quality of the fluid and filter that we're using. Wonderful. I learned a lot. Thank you all. This was great. Boy, we're really getting done what we expected to get done here today. Hey, let's do role play three. The proverbial check engine light. How much to replace a catalytic converter? Uh, I'm an expert now. I know exactly what to do, right? Rena, you're the customer. David, you're the coach observer. Um, give us your perspective at the end. And RJ, you're on the on the hot button here. You're the service advisor. Let's get ready. Ring, ring. Thank you for calling D&K Auto Repair. This is RJ. How can I help? Hi, um, I am looking for a price on a catalytic converter for my uh, Nissan um, Pathfinder. Sure, I can help with that. Who am I speaking with? My name is Rena. Rena, thank you for giving us a call. When was the last time we seen your vehicle? Oh, um, I have never been into your shop before. Well, great. Uh, I'm glad you called us. Have you had anybody check out your vehicle just yet? Um, well, yeah. I, the the guys at um, O'Reilly's came out and took a look at it. And um, when I went to get the, my emissions or my smog done, um, they told me also. So I've had a couple people look at it. 
Okay. Have you had a Nissan specialist check it out or has it just been the guys at O'Reilly and a, and a smog technician? Um, well, yeah, them, but they told me that they know that that's what it is. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you called me. Um, I do have a couple of concerns. Um, what, uh, what caused the converter to fail? Well, I don't know. I think it's just the converter. Okay. Well, converters generally don't fail on their own. There's usually a reason why the converter has failed. Um, so do, are you experiencing any symptoms um, other than just the check engine light? Uh, does it drive okay? Well, actually, it isn't driving okay. Um, it seems to actually have a little bit of a, like a, a hesitation sometimes. Okay, gotcha. Uh, well, that would be actually a great reason why we should probably bring it in and, and take a look at it. I do have a, a Nissan specialist that can take a look at that car for you today. Um, if you'd like to make an appointment, I can get you in and get that checked out, figure out why that converter failed and get you a price uh, on on getting that repaired for you. Well, I, I, okay. Well, how much does it cost for me to get it looked at? Well, an inspection charge on that does start at 150 bucks, um, and then we go from there. Uh, that does allow the technician to spend quite a bit of time on that to figure out where he needs to go in his diagnosis to find out what caused the converter to necessarily fail. Um, and, then, and then we can get an estimate together to, um, uh, to get that vehicle repaired for you. Okay, so worst case scenario, um, I need a catalytic converter. Um, what is that going to cost me? Gotcha. Do you know which converter it is? Um, no, I, I, no, I, I guess no. Are there more than, is there more than one? Yeah, yes, there is. I believe on that vehicle, there's a total of four converters on there. So uh, a price on one converter, you know, is very difficult to, to, to figure out for you. Hmm. Okay. Well, is it possible I need all four? Highly unlikely. I mean, there's always a there's always a possibility, but highly unlikely. That's why we need to look at it to see, you know, which converter has failed and, and try to get it remedied for you as quickly as possible. Um. Okay. So I just kind of really want an idea of what it's going to be worst case because I don't even know if I'm going to keep this car. So yeah. I'm thinking that I should just have an idea before I bring it in if I even want to fix it. Sure, sure. Well, it's very difficult to give you a price. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do that um, just just over the phone, not knowing which converter it is. And again, that converter is probably a very pricey converter. So if you um, if you don't know what caused the converter to fail, and you say just necessarily replace the converter, that converter is more than likely going to fail on you in a in a short amount of time. So. We definitely should get that checked out for you as soon as possible. Um, all of my technicians are trained uh, and Nissan trained. Uh, they, uh, we do have a three-year, thirty-six thousand-mile warranty uh, to provide provide you with that. Uh, we have a shuttle for service to get you back and forth. Uh, so let's let's get you in. Let's figure out what caused that converter to fail because I hate to see you put a high-dollar uh, catalytic converter in it uh, and it fail on you in a short amount of time. Uh, so let's let's get that in and check it out. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Great. How does tomorrow sound? Perfect. <laughs> Great. Can we see you at 8 o'clock? Yes. Great. We'll see you at 8 a.m. Very interesting call. Uh, you were tough, Rena. <laughs> she was. Dave, <laughs> tell us what what you saw, man. Well, I, I, overall, on both parts, really good. I mean, Rena obviously has, has been through enough of this to know how to really 
push him there um, and put him back on his heels a little bit. But RJ responded great. Um, you know, I like the fact of um, you know bringing up the question: what caused the converter to fail? Because it's it's so easy for that to be overlooked. Uh, you know, technically they shouldn't fail without some sort of reason. So it, it builds that little bit of doubt uh, in, in the customer's mind to make sure that we get that inspected so it doesn't fail again. Um, I, I like the doubt also with, you know, the multiple converters. If we don't know which one it is, uh, really, I can never give you an accurate price, even if you'd need that. You might not even need a converter, really. Um, and and the only really criticism that I, that I would have um, would, and this maybe is a regional thing between Colorado and California, but um, bucks, I try not to say anything like bucks on the phone. Like, oh, it's 150 bucks. It just, just sounds kind of nonchalant. You know, mm-hmm. I think just dollars is always a little bit more professional. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's, that's it. I mean, I, you know, Rena really did what most do and I don't even know if I'm going to keep the car. You know, that's always said I'm selling it tomorrow when you see him again in six months. So <laughs> I smiled when I heard that. <laughs> I saw you smile too. <laughs> but no, otherwise I I grade on all aspects. So the hundred and fifty dollar inspection charge, RJ, is that uh, a pushback from a lot of people? Uh, it depends. If you can build enough value um, in that hundred and fifty dollar inspection, um, we're able to get them in the door usually pretty easy. If I see some pushback or feel like I'm getting a little pushback, it's how about you come in and see us? Let me pull a trouble code out of the vehicle uh, and, and see what that leads us and see if that gives us a direction on where we need to take it. That gets the customer into your door. That gets a, a face-to-face interaction. Uh, and then they get to see what you're all about, your facility, you know, your clean shop, um, how you present yourself, your professionalism, uh, all, all good, good points if that $150 is a uh, deterrent. Got it. Let me pull the code. I'm not saying, and you're really not telling them that you're not sure that the, the parts store that pulled the code uh, has the same and right equipment, but let, you, you're, you're putting up a, a great front of professionalism. Let me pull the code. It, 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 almost through connotation, it says, you know, I got, I got these certified guys back there. Let us pull the code. Absolutely. You know, and these, these AutoZones, O'Reilly's, um, they, they have their little code readers, but a lot of times when you hook up, you know, the big, big, big expensive scan tool, uh, we see trouble codes that they don't see. So um, there could be something underlying that could build the value in that inspection charge at that point. You know, the whole four converter thing just rocked Rena. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? You know, God, God help it if you said that the converter was, you know, $500 and then she would have done the times four in her head and that would have just set her way back. So I, I think it was smart not to even... Yeah, not to even ballpark anything like that. And and then worst case, and I loved it. She wanted the worst case scenario and you wouldn't give it to her. <laughs> well, it's, no. It's smart. It's smart today because everybody's an expert. Am I right? And all this information is available online. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, I wanted to bring up the point that, you know, a lot of times when you estimate over the phone, and it's one of the reasons why I don't like to give price, is because uh, when you actually get it in the door and you do your actual checkout on it, it, it always changes. That that price is never never a solid price. So now you kind of um, deceive the customer in a way um, by giving them a price, getting them in the door, uh, and then tell them if it's a different price because you've actually done a, a thorough checkout on it and the technicians told you actually what it actually really needs. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Thank you. I, I think th- this was this was eye opening, and and I want to I want to branch off somewhere here, and ask both RJ and Dave. You listen to your own 
recorded calls? I do on occasion, yes. <laughs> Dave, how about you? Uh, not not so much anymore, but uh, in the past, yeah, quite a bit. In the actually. past, yes. And and uh, t- tell me about you, uh, your reaction to hearing yourself, and has it helped you become more professional? Definitely, yeah. Um, I would, you know, I would say. 10 years ago as an advisor, um, when I had somebody in my position, you know, playing the calls for me and, and telling me what they thought, you know, things have changed significantly. Um, and we've been through so much training, me and all my guys that, that, that changes a lot because it gives you a whole different outlook on, on how to interact with people over the phone. Uh, it's, it's easy in the moment, especially when you have five estimates to be built sitting in front of you, it's easy to go, yep, 39.99 and just listen to them hang up on the other end. Right. Um, so you really have to keep that in mind that you, you need to build the value and you need to show people why they want to come to your shop. There's within five miles, I probably got 10 shops around me that are all competing for the same business. So what makes me different? And that's what we need to, to strive to continue that. Absolutely. Lena, as, a, as a coach and a trainer, um, obviously those are important tools. Most definitely. That is my tool. Recorded calls is my tool. That's so, tool. yeah. And, and like Dave was saying, features and benefits, that's their tools. That's cool. I love it. Okay. Rena earlier said lead to conversion rate is improving with prices. But it seems, Dave and RJ, that you guys are dead set against that. Well, I think I think we have to just talk about what prices we're giving over the phone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if somebody just calls. And, and I think more to Rena's point, we can give a price. If you email me an estimate from a competitive shop or a dealer and I can see exactly what they're recommending and I can advise you, Hey, like Rena said, I can't guarantee this price until I look at the vehicle and see what it actually needs. But here's an apples to apples comparison. Mm-hmm. If I'm, whether or not, if I'm in the, at the same price more or less, if I'm building the value with the warranty, I'm building the value with my technicians that I have employed. I'm building the value with everything I have to offer, whether it be a shuttle service, a loaner vehicle, you know, whatever the case may be, Price might not even be an objection anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they might not be happy where they're at, regardless of the price. So you, you know, and a lot of times customers they don't know what else to ask. Right? They call and and nobody's going to call you and say, "Hey, you know, I'm really trying to build a relationship with you. Uh, do you have certified technicians? And do you, what's your warranty?" They're just going to call and say, "Hey, what's your price?" Because they, they that's the only thing they know to ask. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And during this call, you know, you're actually interviewing the customer while the customer's unknowingly probably interviewing you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to make sure that your your that customer that's calling you is a good fit for your shop. You know, um, when we talked about that first phone call, that first role play, um, that was uh, some good points brought up on why you know you have to interview your customer uh, to begin with um, to know that they're a good fit for you. Yeah, you were qualifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you definitely want to qualify. You know, if I tell you that I offer a three-year, thirty-six thousand mile warranty, and your response is, "Well, I don't even care about the warranty. I just want it cheap. Uh, I'm not your guy." Yeah, and I, when it comes to price, I want to make sure that we do everything. Um, we we offer an appointment, we build a relationship, we do everything. And if the customer just continues to ask me, "I just want a price. I just want a price. I just want a price," I have to make a decision. If the customer, if I feel like, well, I can at least give them the price of the initial testing, or maybe like RJ was saying, we can also offer, why don't you bring it down and let's have a look at it. Um, And we can do that sometimes at no charge. It just depends. Um, But if I feel like, I'll, I'll tell you, I had a call that I heard where this customer called and said, I know my car needs an alternator and a battery. I'm at the dealership right now and I'm going to pay someone to replace this alternator and battery. And 
we wouldn't give a price. And so the customer hung up. And I guarantee you, if we would have given a price, we probably, well, most likely 10 to 15% at least would have beat the dealer by 10 to 15%. We would have, we would have got this customer who was, they drove the exact car that we wanted. He was reasonable and it, that it changed my mind. So giving price is not my go-to. It is absolutely, it's, it's in my back pocket that something that I can use. But we should be using relationship building, features and benefits, all of those things over price. Those are all more important yeah. than price. Because like we're saying, they ask for price because they don't know what else to ask for. The circumstance of a battery and an alternator, right or wrong, on the vehicle is easy to determine that we can give a price on that. But a complete brake job, how difficult would that be mm-hmm. to find out what those comparatives are? Mm-hmm. And so it goes back to the, you know, the, to the strategy of just say yes. Don't don't let anybody walk out and bring everybody inside. And if they want a price, give them a price because that's what they're asking for. And 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 you guys are saying a little differently. So somewhere in the middle, I think is mm-hmm. you know, and you've got to be really good on your feet, guys. I mean, you really, you you talk about being in the moment, being present. Wow. And with all the noise that's going on in our world and all the pressures of time and customers in your face, that's got to be one of the biggest challenges you have is to focus on that, that, that call. And, you know, I've found sometimes too, when, when you have a customer who's really pushing you for price and, and they're not going to take no for an answer, there's varying opinions on this, but I don't have a problem asking them, what's your objective? What, what, what are you trying to get out of this repair? Are you, are you trying to get a good warranty? Are you trying to get a certified technician? Or are you just looking for the cheapest price in town? And a lot of times at that point, the answer is the cheapest price in town. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to you know, qualifying the customer, really. And that's usually something I'll ask at the last, at the last minute or the last uh, uh, chance I have at that phone call. I won't, I won't pull that out right away because I think it's um, a deterrent. You know, you're, you're getting on the defensive side and, and of course that, that deters the customer. So that is a last, uh, a last resort thing that I would ask. Absolutely. Last resort. Yeah. yeah. So at your counters, if you were going to, yes, I'm going to give a price to this customer. Would you go to your own software connectivity to the uh, supplier or would you use one of those price estimators that Rena mentioned earlier? Well, here we want to use, our own software, you know, our own our own parts uh, suppliers and all that. So it's an accurate estimate. Um, you know, you can again as a last resort send them to one of those online estimators. We but not send them. Would you ever use that? You know, no. and have a window up because it could be quick and fast. Even though you're getting averages of your market, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And and I really push my advisors on anything that we're estimating beyond you know brake flush or you know a fluid okay. service to to build an estimate get the customer's email address and send it to them. Um, I think sending them an itemized estimate via email is so much more professional. Matter of fact, I had a customer leave me a review that said, if he didn't send me this email or this itemized estimate on my email, I probably wouldn't have come to him. But it was so professional. That's the reason I chose them as a facility to use. Um, and, and it's a paper trail. And I've captured their email address too. Well, continued success to all of you. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, being as transparent as you possibly can, especially in role plays. Rena Rennebaum is CEO of Empowered Advisor. Thank you so much for being here, Rena. Thank you. And for pulling this panel together, Dave Nelson from Antero's Automotive, Greenwood Village, Colorado. Thank you, Dave.
Thanks for having me. And R.J. Milnes from DK Automotive Repair. Antioch. Uh, what, what, how do you say that? An- Antioch. Antioch, yes. And where is yeah. that near? Uh, we're about an hour away from Sacramento, about an hour from San Francisco. Okay, so you drink wine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we're about an hour from Napa as well. <laughs> just checking, just checking. I, I know who to visit. All right. <laughs> Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.